Welcome everyone to a post-Super Bowl episode of Couch Potato Diary coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. All the Super Bowl fallout you could handle coming up on the show today with a bit of hockey talk and today's ticket to close the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! We begin with the Super Bowl. Shocking, I know. Um, first of all, what an incredible football game that was for about 59 minutes. What an absolute delight it was to watch Kansas City and Philadelphia have such a hyped Super Bowl where everyone is saying like, hey, this has the potential to be a really, really good game. And then for them to deliver is, oh, it's just the best. This was such an excellent football game between these two teams. And I... You couldn't, I mean, again, aside from the ending, you couldn't ask for more. And we'll get to the ending in a little bit. But I just wanted to say off the top, because in a lot of the conversation around this game has been negative today due to how it ended. I just wanted to say this was such a well-played, phenomenal football game to watch. I loved almost every moment of it. Let's get into what it means first before the, the big controversy. Because I, I don't want the controversy to take away from what we actually saw. And what we saw on Sunday was greatness at its almost highest level in the sport of football. Patrick Mahomes was unstoppable for most of that game Sunday evening against the Philadelphia Eagles. There was that bit of a stretch in the first half where it kind of seemed like they just got deflated. Um, That first drive it seemed like they were unstoppable. It seemed like the Eagles were unstoppable. But that first offensive drive, it felt like Kansas City could not be stopped on the offensive side of the ball. And then the second drive, once again, doesn't feel like they can be stopped. And then Butker kicks it, and it hits the upright, and it floats away no good. And at that point, A... I lost something because I had Kansas City first to 10, um, and that would have shifted things in the, the pool that I was in. But B, um, it felt like that took a lot of the air out of the, the Kansas City sales and just stopped their momentum done right then, right there. And it took them a while to get it back. And then as the offense is sputtering, Patrick Mahomes rolls his ankle once again. And he looks like he is in more pain after this one than he did in the Jacksonville game. And for him to come out there, obviously shot up to high holy hell. Frozen, he's throwing to unicorns out there. Like just anything they can fire into this dude so that he's not feeling that one foot, he is going to, they, they gave it to him. And he was excellent. Using his feet, using uh, excellent pocket awareness to make his way through. Some picture-perfect throws. Um, scrambling and running when necessary, which really set up the game-winning play. And that's one of the reasons why I, I go to the officiating conversation, and I don't necessarily... We're not going to put this loss or victory on the officials because if you want to win the Super Bowl, don't, like a, don't let a one-legged quarterback run for 30 yards on you. 
Just putting it out there. Um, but th this was, we said coming in that Patrick Mahomes hasn't really had a signature like championship game yet. This was a signature Patrick Mahomes performance. Um, above all else, I hope the thing that is remembered from this game is Patrick Mahomes and specifically the second half of this game where he just, he couldn't be stopped. There, there was literally no stopping that man. You could roll on his ankle a thousand times and he was going to get up a thousand and one, which when you think about those things, the math doesn't work because he doesn't start on the ground, but you, you get the thing I'm saying. This was also, I think, the best game Andy Reid has coached on a big stage in his life. Um, you look at the adjustments they made in the second half with just those quick little motion plays, um, at, both in the red zone, setting up the touchdown, uh, setting up a pair of touchdowns, which eventually completes the comeback, allowing the Kansas City Chiefs to win Super Bowl 57. Just that little adjustment there. So smart. Um, they're, they're able to, I think they had a pretty good understanding that the, the, the Eagles were going to do more to shut down Travis Kelsey. And they, they kind of, well, while we can, let's go for it. And I'm surprised there wasn't a little bit more done to, to lock down Kelsey early on. Part of it was just Kelsey was phenomenal. But I was surprised that there wasn't more done with Kelsey in that matchup. But once the Eagles kind of figured out, okay, we're going to take this guy away, I think Andy Reid did a very good job of scheming a couple of guys open with Juju Smith-Schuster specifically in that second half. So I think Andy Reid did a spectacular job, and we talked about it in the lead-up to this game. He deserves to be in that conversation among the greatest coaches in the history of the sport. And people were wondering, hey, will he retire after this? It would be storybook. For sure it would be storybook. He gets to retire after beating the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl, the team that let him go. He gets to do that? That, oh, what a perfect way to go. But also, a perfect way to continue is to have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. So I think these are two guys who have a bit of a mind meld going forward. Just a couple other quick notes. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be a dude, man. That guy runs hard. And good for Kadarius Toney. Basically run out of New York, even though that team has no offensive weapons to speak of. And for him to come up with two crucial plays. That punt return was gigantic in setting this game up. It was phenomenal to, to, to see that. So for him, like he feels like a guy that Andy Reid now can unlock, that he has a full offset, uh, full offseason to figure out what he can do with that guy. It feels like this is a real great starting point for Kadarius Tony and for Andy Reid to be able to, to factor that guy into the offense. And I think the offensive line for Kansas City deserves a ton of credit. We were hearing all week about Hassan Reddick, who deserved all of the credit he was getting in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. And hearing about Ndamukong Su and hearing about this dominant defense that was just going to ragdoll Patrick Mahomes. No sacks. Completely clean the entire game. And a lot of times, like Mahomes had to do some running for his life. Of course he did. Like, th this is still a pretty good defense. But this offensive line, I think, deserves a ton of flowers for what they were able to accomplish in this game and the way they were able to protect for Patrick Mahomes in this contest. Um, I think they're a big reason why the Eagles were unsuccessful in their attempt at the Super Bowl and why the Kansas City Chiefs are hoisting the Lombardi Trophy for the second time in four years. I think that offensive line did a tremendous job on keeping Patrick Mahomes upright and setting his team up for success. On the Philadelphia side, um, 
an excellent showing for them as well. I, I thought they played a tremendous football game. And it, it felt like at, a, at the half, this one might be done. Like, they, they had it for a while. And there's been some conversation about the, the ball control offense. There was a couple of times in the second half where I thought, you guys could pick it up a little bit. And I get, like, it's dangerous to say, hey, give it to Patrick Mahomes. But he was clearly not feeling it. Like, I think that team definitely needed halftime. And so you could certainly make the case that if you had, like, you, you kind of had your foot on the throat there in the first half. And if you wanted to kind of up the pace and really put the pressure on Kansas City, I think if they would have um, scored, I think they got the ball with about five minutes left and then they score late. I think that there would have been an opportunity there that maybe Chad Henney has to come into that game because Mahomes needed halftime to to be able to, to, to really go out there and accomplish what he needed to accomplish. But it, it was a picture-perfect game plan for the Philadelphia Eagles. They just couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes in the second half. Like, that's that's literally what this game comes down to, is they could not stop Kansas City in the, the, the second half. Um, a, a key, key fumble from Jalen Hurts, which is just a whoops. You know, like, it, it's not anything that he can, all right, go back in the offseason and really work on this thing. It's like, yeah, he just dropped the football once, man. Like, it just, it sucks, but that's what it was. But he showed he is a guy. Like, I've I've mentioned before the, um, the conversation that DJ and Bucky have on Move the Sticks talking about trucks or trailers. I do believe that Jalen Hurts has truck capability. He has a lot of guys with him. Um, that is kind of helping him pull whatever trailer there is in Philadelphia. But I, I think that Jalen Hurts is absolutely for real with this Eagles team. I don't know if I can say the same about the defense. There are talented players on this defense. Do not get me wrong. Darius Slay has been one of the better quarterbacks in the league for about a decade. Um, Hassan Reddick is a real game changer on the defensive side of the football. But I don't think, and this was one of the things that we had concerns about going into this Super Bowl, is this defense has not been tested in ways that I think justified the praise that they were getting. And so I think that we kind of saw that in this game where you saw that this defense defense. And again, it's Patrick Mahomes. It just happens to be the best quarterback of all time, but there's a pretty good chance if you want to hoist that trophy, you're going to have to deal with that guy another time or five um, in the rest of his career. I think the, a lot of the underneath stuff, they, they were giving it to them, right? Like that you don't want to get beat deep. For sure, you don't want to get beat deep. But I, I do think that there was a, a few more things on the underneath routes that they maybe could have handled just a, a little bit better from uh, from a Kansas City perspective that I think really, or sorry, from a Philadelphia defensive perspective that I think really affected this game in the second half. So I think going into the offseason, um, the running game is fine. The passing game is fine. The offensive line is great. We'll see what Jason Kelsey decides to do if he wants to come back for another year or or what it is, but I I really do think that if they focus a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball, this team can come back and be just as dominant next year. They definitely have a dude in the coach. Like, Sirianni ha had his team ready to play in this game, and that was such an emotional moment with him during the anthem. Um, like, say what you want about, like, toxic patriotism and stuff like that. That was it. That, it, it was a legitimately cool moment, and that dude seems to have a full buy-in from the players on that sideline. So I think that is a for real thing that the Philadelphia Eagles have going into next year. I think a couple of tweaks, like it's as it sits right now, it's these guys in San Francisco once again at the top of the NFC going into next year. We're going to do a bit more on the offseason coming up later on this week. 
The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. All right, um, moving into the National Hockey League, the Calgary Flames with a 7-2 win over the Buffalo Sabres over the weekend. Do that more. Um, Buffalo, first of all, impressive team. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching more Buffalo Sabres games, which is not something I've said for the last ever. But that's what the Flames should be doing. That was, and I'm not meaning scoring seven, but the second and third period, high danger chances, just completely shutting teams down and transitioning that into offense. Pelche able to start things. They were playing with pace. They were playing with speed. They were playing with skill. This team has the potential to do that. I'm not going to say they unlocked something in this game because we've heard that for fucking ever with these guys. But this is a hockey team that is capable of more than what they have shown. And so I, I do think that, like, th this is the frustrating thing. You know that these guys can do that thing more often. So just find whatever that was, find it a bit more consistently, and things are going to go very well for this Flames team, I think, down the stretch. They take on the Ottawa Senators tonight. No letdown tonight. That This team has to keep the foot on the gas pedal now if they want to make a push. Also, I'm realizing now in the football thing, I didn't um, mention anything about uh, Rihanna. Phenomenal halftime show. It wasn't what it was last year, but if we didn't have last year's halftime show, we'd be talking about this as one of the, the more spectacular ones we've seen since Prince. So um, I, I thought that was just tremendous. So there, in-depth knowledge on breakdown of that. Let's get into today's ticket. Thanks to the help from Betstamp. Download the app, use referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. Just one game we have an eye on in the NHL today, and that is the aforementioned Buffalo Sabres taking on the LA Kings. Um, Los Angeles is in a battle for a playoff spot. It seems like there's going to be something going on here with them and Chikrin, so we'll see if that comes through. But I like the Sabres in this game. I don't think the Kings have the defense to be able to slow down what Buffalo is able to do. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to go all in on this one. I'm going to say Buffalo takes this one uh, by account of, or, or no, I, I guess I don't need the score, but uh, I think Buffalo takes this game on the money line. The best place to get that is at BetVictor with Buffalo plus 130 in that spot. Also, we're going to look at a player prop here. We are going to go to Anthony Beauvillier. Um, he has been on some kind of role as of late, taking on the Detroit Red Wings in this game. We are going to go Beauvillier shots over two and a half. That's at minus 105 at cool bet. And we are also going to go Beauvillier goals. That is at plus 250 at bet 99. He has been on a roll since joining the Canucks. Let's buy into that role a little bit more. Going into the National Basketball Association, there are a ton of games on the schedule this evening. A couple have caught my attention. Um, first, let's go with the Dallas Mavericks, minus six and a half, taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. That one, uh, let's take a look and see here. I just clicked on the thing. I didn't even look to see what the, the best odds were. So we can get them at minus six and a half. The, the number varies depending on the place. Um, so we're going to go at stake at minus 106, liking that one for the Dallas Mavericks in that spot. And you know what? I'm going to buy into the Lakers here. Um, they are at bet 365. They are an underdog right now at plus 115. So we are going to go with that one 
as well with the Lakers, plus 115 against the Portland Trailblazers. So we have a busy uh, ticket on the go for tonight. We got Buffalo plus 130 against the Kings. We have Bevilier to score um, over 0.5 goals and have over two and a half shots. We also have the Dallas Mavericks minus six and a half, and we have the Lakers to win straight up against the Portland Trailblazers at plus 150. We are going to hit track, and there we go. That is today's ticket, and that's today's show. Thank you all so much for the download. Thank you all so much for listening. Back to the regularly scheduled programming this week. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Friday, we're going to have a lot more on the UFC. It's just, it's been Super Bowl week, so it, it felt like, because that was such an epic game, the, the, the UFC deserves a bit more coverage, so we're going to go much more in-depth on that coming up on Friday's show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this show. We are really trying to grow this thing. We are so close to some of the goals that I have for, for this year already. So if we can just keep pushing that out, review this, share it with your friends. That would help me out a lot as well. And let's keep this ball rolling. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions and Betstamp. Download the Betstamp app. Use referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and I'll talk to you all later.